This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. This week, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Christianity and science. I remember when I was a young, evangelical, teenage Christian and a student at Grand Haven Middle School. I wore a shirt which ridiculed evolution in favor of a literal seven-day creation. My biology teacher told me she was actually a Christian and that she'd always wondered why it was that God could not simply have worked through the scientific mechanism of evolution to create the world in which we lived. I admit that I did not have a very good answer then. There is this strange sentiment in American Christianity that we have to defend the Christian faith against the claims of science. So let's go ahead today and bust the myth of the battle between science and Christianity. In my study at St. John's, there hangs a prayer from St. Thomas Aquinas, one he wrote before he would engage in study. In it, Aquinas describes the wondrous order and beautiful harmony through which God created the world, and he asks God, who is the true fount of light and wisdom, to shed upon the darkness of his understanding a ray of God's own light. Now that prayer is actually much closer to a Christian understanding of science than much of what you hear in popular culture or maybe even sitting in the pew of your own church. Christians believe that all truth comes from God, and therefore Christians should never be afraid of the vigorous search for truth, including through the avenue of science. If the study of science is a danger to your faith, maybe it's time to let your faith get a little bit stronger and your appreciation for science to get a little bit broader. Maybe it's time for your faith to be more in the God who created you and less in your ideas about what that God looks like and how that God operates. In my own Anglican tradition of Christianity, this battle was fought well over a hundred years ago as leaders of a movement called Lux Mundi, Latin for light of the world, argued vigorously that the best of science could only lead us closer to truth and therefore closer to God. They insisted that the scientific world was another avenue of God's revelation to us. They published a book entitled Lux Mundi, a collection of 12 essays by liberal Anglo-Catholics, one particular essay by the great Charles Gore called The Holy Spirit and Inspiration, forever changed the way that Christians in my tradition considered the connections between science and faith. Many people don't know this, but Charles Darwin went to Cambridge in 1828 with the goal, actually, of becoming a clergyman in the Church of England. In the end, his desire for scientific study won out, but he remained involved in the Church of England throughout his life. And when much of Christianity was fighting vigorously with his theory of evolution, thanks to the work of people like Charles Gore and the Lux Mundi movement, Anglicans were finding ways for scientific study and religious faith not only to coexist, but actually to feed and nourish each other. Because, you see, religion and science are actually often just interested in answering very different questions, Science uses the scientific method to try to understand the how of the world in which we live. Faith uses scripture and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to understand the why. And it's pretty clear that when you read the first chapters of Genesis, the author of that book wasn't trying to lay out a perfect and detailed history of how creation happened. I mean, goodness, the order of creation itself is reversed in the two chapters. 
In chapter 1, animals are created and then humanity, while in chapter 2, humanity is created and then animals. No, the first two chapters of Genesis are interested in telling us that we are created good, that God has given us stewardship over this earth. Science, including the theory of evolution, simply gives us an idea of how that creation likely took place. And so in our own time, I'd very much like it if Christian leaders would spend a bit more time listening to scientists, particularly in a day like ours with the coronavirus pandemic, the things that we should be doing to combat this horrible disease. Yes, prayer and faith are important, but it's also important for us to wear a mask, just like we wear a seatbelt to keep others safe. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you, but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.